Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Myra Rath. I do have a few announcements for you today. First, I wanted to let you know that I will be at the Conscious Life Expo this year. It is coming up now in February, and it's here in Los Angeles for three days. If you do plan on being at the Conscious Life Expo, please come by my booth and say hello. Also, I will be teaching once again with Scott DeTamble, a fellow hypnotherapist. We will be teaching once again this spring. We are offering our Past Life Regression Certification course. You can go to my website, soulsigns.net, and learn more about this. And now for today's show. So, I want to apologize. I'm a little late in sharing my fourth segment with my channeled conversation with Metatron. We actually recorded it right around Christmas. Um, Stay tuned as Metatron speaks to us about how channeling works. We talk about learning our sacred names, how to connect with dragons and the Dragon Council. And of course, he confirms the existence of mermaids in other realms. We discuss how interdimensional beings are helping us and also how the Christ consciousness is with, within us all. I will be meeting with Wendy and Metatron again very soon, so please keep sending me your questions for him. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Past Lives with Myra Rath. Each episode follows the journey of souls in multidimensional realities. Your soul is a reflection of who you are today. These lifetimes shape you and your earthly journeys. Thank you for subscribing and listening. For more information about Past Lives, please visit my website, soulsigns.net. Enjoy traveling through time and space. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am Myra. Welcome, welcome. And welcome, Wendy. Thank you, Myra. It's wonderful to be here. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Wow. It takes me a little bit to get into the swing of things. I don't know. I felt a little bit, you know, my, my kids are so they're grown and it's not the same. It's just not the same. They're adult men. And I think after next year, cause my grandbaby's coming in January, I think there's going to be such a shift for the holidays for me. Yes, 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 yes. You know, my, my grandbabies are the youngest one's going to be 13 in a couple of months. And so, but it's it's still a lot of fun because they're still basically just big kids, right? Yes. Our, fam- our family's big on celebration, low key, but lots of fun. We play games. We laugh like crazy. I have a, I have a <laughs> crazy wonderful family. I really do. Oh, that's I mean, the special part is just being together. I can't wait. So, Christmas yeah. Day, we are all gathering. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yes. 
All right. So what do we have going on with Metatron's Mystical Muse? Wow. So it's kind of winding down for uh, 2023. I do have a reading special going on through the 15th half price on uh, Kashik readings or psychic readings for either the full or the half hour um, and give certificates available for people towards the end of the year. Uh, then again, in January, I'll be bringing, you know, Elijah back and I'll be bringing Metatron back for our free evenings. And those will be posted on the Metatron's Mystical Muse website. I do also have a workshop in January called Moving Mountains. And it's I'm really excited. It's it's being taught by Metatron, mm. of course. And mm -hmm. it's all about planting your feet for 2024, getting in alignment with your, your soul's journey, and just really getting the tools to help you move powerfully through 2024. So those are those are a few of the things. Well. I love what Metatron, you know, the advice he kind of gave about what 2024 is bringing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was eye-opening. And yeah, I kind of wonder, am I going to be a sinker swimmer again? All positive, no matter which one you do. But yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, and feels, even, it feels good. I thought I was, you know, I thought, hey, I'm a swimmer. No, you know, but... <laughs> But as you know, I've kind of gotten whomped in the last few weeks with some some health yeah. problems and I'm and I'm reevaluating going, all right, what am I? What am I in alignment with for for this new year? So it's really exciting. <laughs> Doesn't matter how long we've been doing this work, right? We always have to kind of sit back sometimes and reevaluate and and remind ourselves, you know, where where we are on our soul's journey. Yeah, sometimes it's a message to slow down, right? You're doing too much. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> to slow down. All right. Well, ready to bring in the big guy? I am. <laughs> Have a good time. Thank Have you. fun. I'll see you on the backside. All right. I'll just be a pause here for a little bit for those listeners on the podcast as she brings in Metatron's energy. All right. Good day to you. <laughs> good day, Metatron. Always <laughs> good to see you, beloved one. Thank you. It's always good to connect with you. Mm -hmm. I have a whole set of questions for you today. <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been picking them out of the ethers. And, uh, <laughs> ah, 
fascinating, right? <laughs> and it's really interesting how some of the questions that people ask, we can answer, but they won't have any point of reference for the answers. So sometimes that makes it really difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That makes it difficult because you don't have the points of references for all of the places in the cosmos that you've come from and all of the energies and all of the lineages. It is, uh, you know, you're kind of insulated in your human experience, right? It's interesting that you bring that up today because one of the questions that I do have, maybe you picked it out from the ethers, is really explaining how channeling works, okay? Um, one of the things that I have been um, asked several times is, you know, because I share a lot of information on social media and some of it is channeling. And you'll always get that person that throws a comment saying, how is this particular um, ascended master speaking in a certain language, right? You know, foreign languages across the universe, well, across our globe, like you, you're yeah. able to channel Wendy and you're speaking through her in English. However, you can also channel someone in France Indeed. and use their language. Can Indeed. you explain how that works? Well, it's not so much about the language as it is about the vibration, okay. right? And so while you are bringing through the vibration of your guidance, it comes through your filters, whether you speak French or English or uh, Spanish, it does not matter, right? You're mm -hmm. receiving the vibration and you translate it into what you know. It comes through your filters. If yes, you, if you could take a step back and look at divine consciousness as a whole. There is really only the language of light and, and love in consciousness, right? right. And so when you are connecting with your guides, your angels, those beings that you work with, right, you are bringing in that vibration, that language of light, and translating it into something that you can understand and that those that are speaking to can understand. Mm. Make a little sense. Yes, yes, it does. That's. I think that's very helpful um, to people. Yeah. And <clears throat> how about um, how your energy comes in with, with Wendy? Can you maybe elaborate a little bit about how that works? So again, Matatron is frequency, right? Within the whole, right? Within the collective, there are what we will call delineations of source, like threads of source. One thread can be the energy of Archangel Michael. One can be Metatron. One can be Saint Germain. 
millions and millions and millions of delineations or threads of source. And we each have our own unique frequency, even as we are part of the whole. So there's, you, you kind of have to, you know, look, look at two different things at the same time. And so when our channel is quote unquote bringing us in, what she's really doing is connecting with that thread of Metatron that resides within her. Mm. And she shifts positions, whereas normally our our woman is, you know, the one that is in the front, right? Mm. Have that relationship with our channel, personal relationship. When she's channeling, it's like you you turn the coin to the other side, and Metatron is more forward than. Yeah. Malestra is forward. Mm -hmm. right. So, yeah. And Malestra is Wendy's, the name of Wendy's yeah. true self, her yeah. higher self. Yes. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Um, I, I think we talked about that earlier. And I, I still really want to connect with the name of my higher self. Um, I, I really need to spend more time connecting so I can retrieve it. <laughs> yeah. And our channel went through a process of, you know, pre preparation. She yeah. went through a clearing process and a, and a preparation. And then she created ceremony for herself. She lived Beautiful. in a very small one bedroom apartment and she put candles around and rocks around and bowls of salt and laid in the middle and said, okay, I'm ready. Right? <laughs> my sacred name. And wow. when she heard Melestra, she was like, what? <laughs> that can't be it. Come on, bring me my sacred name. And we were pretty adamant, no, your sacred name is Mayor Lestra. This is, you know, your soul name. Yeah. And you have to go through the process of understanding it. And we've broken it down for her because she has angelic lineage, right? And she is, you know, the EL within Mayor Lestra mm, is part of that lineage. And Mayel is part of uh, something else. And uh, the Maelstrom is the storm. And so what she uh, understood after picking it all apart and trying to figure out if this is really our sacred name is that uh, Melestra, if you were to translate it, stands for Wind Warrior. Mm. And that has been her her job in the cosmos for millennia is a warrior. Wow. Thank People you so much for don't sharing like that, but yes about the soul level wow well, wow that's beautiful so thank you for sharing her process okay <laughs> but let's uh let's maybe give us some advice for those listeners that are interested 
in retrieving what their sacred name is, what would you suggest? We would suggest that they talk to their soul, talk to guidance and say, I would really like to know, really like to receive my sacred name mm -hmm. and uh, spend some time just listening, being open to it, putting out the request into the universe. And then when it feels right, or when you get that, that push from your guidance, create a sacred ceremony for yourself or, or go into nature and sit down and just allow yourself to, to receive. And no matter what it sounds like, please do your best not to be resistant yeah. Because you know, yeah. you you have an expectation when you're looking for your sacred name. Right? There there is an expectation whether you're aware of it or not. Sure. And so when when you receive an odd name like Maelestra, <laughs> yes. the ego wants to go right. <laughs> that that cannot be it. So so do your best to stay out of the ego in the right brain, in the heart space, in the soul space. And even if it is a very simple name, sit with it, entertain it, see how it resonates with you. I love that. Thank you. I think that's very helpful. Ah, So I want to, I'm going to kind of shift to what I would call a little whimsical questions, okay? <laughs> And I want to talk about dragons, right? Um, so our historians here, you know, say that's nonsense. There's no evidence or proof of dragons. But I'd like to ask you, um, do they exist? Did they exist here on our earth plane? Were they ever moved? And where are they? All right. All right. So, you know, the, the thing about proof is, again, <laughs> we were speaking of sometimes you have no point of reference. Scientists, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But the, the dragons are a race of beings, like the angelic realm is a race of beings. Galactics are multiple races of beings, and you've had very little proof that those are real right the mm -hmm. the dragon lineages many of the humans upon this planet particularly uh currently are connecting with their dragon lineage dragons have visited this planet but but not what we would say lived on this planet what they need is something a little uh hotter more arid to be able to sustain hmm. themselves right okay interesting so they are a brilliant genius race of beings and they have uh you know they have a whole hierarchy like your planet has a hierarchy within it as well and these beings have traveled you know across the cosmos assisting 
different planetary systems in their evolutionary process. They bring wisdom. They bring understanding that this planet is a little bit young to to be able to grasp, right? Mm-hmm. But they do indeed exist. And for those that have a a you know a call, a pull to connect with the dragons, please don't hesitate to call upon the Dragon Council. Oh, okay. the Dragon Council will come like like Archangel Michael or Metatron will come. They will bring their vibrational frequency into your space and communicate with you. Mm. Right? You wow. can at any time call upon them and they will communicate. I love that. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. It is uh, it is it's it's an honor to be able to engage with them. Mm. They are not, uh, while you look at them as fantastical and fantasy, they are pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. solid. Not, not like Metatron who will, you know, throw you a joke every now and then. <laughs> they're, they're pretty solid, pretty, oh. pretty, pretty solemn in their presence, right? Um, powerful, powerful beings. Oh, I love that. If you uh, want to know which beings in the cosmos has kind of seen it all, the dragons are one of those races of beings that have kind mm-hmm. of seen it all. Right. That's very interesting. I have had a couple of um, sessions uh, with my clients experiencing themselves um, as the expression of a dragon, right? And they're so good. They are so, so good. I Here, I invite people to my YouTube channel. If you're interested in listening, they are amazing. But I really, really appreciate, um, you know, you speaking on the dragons. I do want to ask you, do we all have, I know that we can call upon them, but do we naturally have them as a guide or do we invite them in? Do some of us have them automatically as a guide? Some of them them are connected to some people through lineage, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Others have them as part of their team of guidance in this lifetime. But it's still okay to call them. Yes. It doesn't matter if they're on your team or if they're in your lineage they will answer when you call i love that yes thank you indeed okay so i've also had i've had countless of um sessions with my clients having experiences as what we would call a mermaid or a water being can you tell us a little bit about um their existence and i'm curious if they are actually on our planet in our waters okay um so yes yeah, so let's talk about mermaids <laughs> okay let's talk about mermaids 
mermaids and sylph, right? There's also a, a, a being called sylph, and they are what would be called beings of the water. Mm -hmm. And mermaids are normally found in the oceans, and the sylph is usually found within fresh water. There was mm. a time upon this planet where the nature beings and the human beings lived more in harmony, right? And so the the dimensional portal was more open. So people were in relationship with the mermaids and the sylphs and the fairies and the gnomes and, and all of the nature beings. When mankind's heart and vision began to harden, right, begin to uh, close down, it became unsafe for these beings to oh. be here, right? And so many of them removed themselves into that other dimension where they still live. Okay. But there are those that will come and communicate with some individuals, right? And so... Uh, it's a very special thing to remember oneself as mm -hmm. a mermaid or a little for a fairy, right? Mm -hmm. That information that is buried deep, deep, deep within your DNA. And so to access that is a gift. Mm. Right? So, yeah. yeah. So that there is are those upon the planet yeah. that have that lineage as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it just, um, it's incredible how many um, show up here at my office and have, have that experience, which is yeah. wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Then, you know, you still, the, the whales <laughs> and the dolphins stayed. Mm -hmm. The whales and the dolphins have taken up the, kind of the position to be the halfway point between what is the buffet realm and okay. the realm, right? Yes, I love so that. So they can, they can communicate easily with both. Okay. okay. Thank you. <clears throat> so my interpretation of what a starseed is, you know, just yesterday I brought up starseed and someone said, what's that? <laughs> and so I, I realized, you know, in my language, I use it daily. I could use it daily in my work, but there are still so many people that don't really know what, what a starseed is. But for me, I, I just feel um, that they are... Um, beings from other planets that choose to um, fractal themselves into a human body and have a human experience to help raise the vibration of earth. How correct is that? And <laughs> am I missing anything? <laughs> no, no, you're not really missing anything, but it's really wonderful to remember that so many of the 
the lineages upon this planet have been intersected time and time again by those from other races, other dimensions, other star systems. And so many humans carry the seed yeah. of Octarian and Pleiadian and, and all of these, they carry that seed within them. Mm -hmm. And that is also part of being a star seed. It doesn't have to come from someplace else and enter you. It is already within you. And so what you are noticing at this time is that the terminology star seed kind of references those that are awakening or awake. And so that's always an inside job, right? Sure. And so that that seed that you've been carrying for millennia is mm -hmm. waking up. It is fueling your evolution and your ascension process. You are becoming that which you truly are, which is a hybrid, really. Sure. I okay. You're remembering all of that within you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> what are the, um, the extraterrestrials? How are they helping Earth today? Even the ones that are watching us, right? You had mentioned how we are very protected. Yeah. So let's kind of go in that direction. How well, do they protect? Well, number one, you know, when you take a look at the pictures of, you know, of the universe and you see that your planet is about this big in the middle of everything else and, <laughs> and you're safe. You're not getting bombarded and knocked around by other you know planets and stars that are around you everybody says oh yes it's your gravitational field well you're also protected by those other beings that help to keep you safe to help to maintain your earth's atmosphere to keep you safe from things coming in to to you know knock your planet off of its axis, that type of thing. So it starts out there, right? There are many beings that come in to, to raise the vibrational frequency upon this planet, right? To help the evolving of, of you as a, a species, right? There are many that bring transcendent information information that helps to heal the body and, and helps to you know create your advanced communications they're here on many different levels for many different reasons right mm -hmm. there are also those that are you know not so happy with you know, right know the ones that are would rather keep you mm, small mm -hmm. rather kind of control the energy of of the planet 
And it's not done out of hate and malice, but out of fear. Right? Um, out of fear. Because if um, you get too big, what happens if you, you know, what happens if you blow up your planet? Then what happens, right? Because everything works together in the cosmos and in the universe. If you take out one thing, like your very small planet, what happens? And that is why there are those that want to keep you controlled because they fear that their existence will be impinged upon if something happens to your earth. No? Okay. Thank you. Indeed. So there's a lot of talk about um, the matrix and that we are living in assimilation. <laughs> yeah. Can you speak on that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of your soul's journey upon this planet in this lifetime is to take ownership of your life, of your soul's journey, of your God I am presence. And there are those that say, well, we can't do that because we're we're being held in a matrix. Who is holding you? Right? Who is is holding you? And so we would say that the the movie of of the matrix right is fantastical mm. but in truth that is not the truth of how you live on a daily basis mm -hmm. and if you feel that you're being held back or that you can't evolve it's not any fault outside of your own journey your own self Right, and so your perceptions are those things that keep you plugged into old patterns, sure. Right, so a lot of people think their patterns are part of a matrix, but really, your perceptions are just how you have created your belief systems, okay. And as you begin to shift your perceptions, you shift your beliefs. And then you understand that you're not in a, a matrix, but you're in a pattern of your own creation. Ah, got it. Yes. Is that helpful? Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you. I am reading a really wonderful book right now by um, a channel uh, called Paul Selig. And yeah, and it's, it's about how we are born with the consciousness of Christ, but how it lies dormant asleep within us. And this book is about reawakening that. Yes. Can you speak about the consciousness of Christ within us? 
Yeah. I haven't finished the book. I've <laughs> All right. So, so uh, that really is your, the whole of your evolutionary process is becoming a Christ, right? Or re-becoming a Christ, remembering that you are a Christ. And that consciousness, right, that that vibrational frequency is the epitome of of your of your soul's journey. Okay. So so the the journey here becoming a Christ, right? You have Yeshua, you have Jesus be able to show you how that happens here upon this planet right mm -hmm. yes and he was a point of reference for all mm -hmm. that exists for each and every soul it doesn't matter it does not depend on religious beliefs mm -hmm. it's all about vibrational frequency the evolution of the soul in in its ability to to transcend right so everyone here has the job of becoming christ mm -hmm. yes right and that all, really what that is again is a frequency right yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Is, is it like the highest that you can really reach? Well, or in human form? When you say Christ, people yes. make a delineation between Christ and source, and really there is no no okay. no separation, right? Mm, yes, yes. For yes. humans, right, that is the highest vibrational frequency in the moment. Okay. Mm, in the moment because everything continues to evolve oh. <laughs> okay force continues to evolve right and so as you become the christ or a christ right then it's you're not you're not hitting a ceiling right you don't stop you continue to evolve from that point yeah so I have a question. Have some people here on earth reached that Christ frequency? Have they been able to reach it? Yes, there have been those yeah. that have, have uh, become their Christ on this planet. Mm -hmm. Is it difficult? Of course. Mm. Of course. Many of them went to live in a cave to be able to do oh, it. Oh, wow. They removed themselves <laughs> from normal life, right? Yeah. And here you are living normal life and also becoming a Christ. Mm -hmm. okay. And so, yes, it is transcendence takes focus, takes work soul work yeah pardon us mm -hmm. 
So, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. You know, you can't, you, you cannot spend five, ten hours a day on a computer or on a cell phone and become your Christ. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so it really, at this point in time in human evolution, it's really that place of, of making a choice. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. To, to be, to be on the journey of, of, that evolutionary path or or not i sink or swim no no judgment right no judgment but coming 2024 and we've spoken about this there's going to be so much more let's call it vibrational frequencies and situations available where people are going to choose yeah going to choose Thank you. No wrong choices at all. Yes. <laughs> all your soul's journey. So please don't think that you must, should have to do anything. Sure. Right? Sure. Of course. Just well, let soul lead the way. Yes. Yeah. It's a very interesting book so far. Yeah. Indeed. All right. <clears throat> a follower question. How is karma created? <laughs> Karma's created by man. Mm -hmm. Right? We're going to we're going to rattle a lot of cages today. When we say that karma's an illusion. Right? It was created by man, much like a lot of the other religious beliefs were created by man, so that you have a, a way to live. Right? Source is love. God, God is that loving vibrational frequency. Every soul that transitions and transforms from this human existence is taken back home to source. Mm -hmm. Every single one taken back into the bosom of love and light. While you're here upon this planet, you know, karma becomes one of those kind of those lessons, right? That, you yeah. know, if, if if you do this, this is going to happen to you. And a lot of people believe that, right? But ultimately... When you are complete with this journey, you're automatically reabsorbed back into the heart of your source. So,
what you believe is what you experience. If you believe in karma, you will experience karma because there is a, you know, a collective that believe in karma. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you believe in karma, then you will experience karma. Okay. But ultimately, karma is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know that there's many that are <laughs> going to just say, Metatron, you are so wrong, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty. Use your discernment, beloved one. Mm -hmm. Right? And if you believe in karma, bless you. If you believe that karma is an illusion, bless you too. Right? Okay. Thank you for yeah. yeah. That's eye opening. Well, yeah. <laughs> and if you and if you think about it, the the whole goal is to evolve, to raise your vibrational frequency. And so, if you you know if you uh become a murderer mm -hmm. you know your karma it you lower your vibrational frequency you're not evolving like your you know like your soul would like to do in that lifetime so it's you know it is a way to get people to make choices in their lives Right to make to, to to take the high road to make the the higher choice for themselves. Does that make a little sense to you? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. And, and most religions, most man-created systems like that are trying to get you to take the higher path. All of them, right? All of them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So speaking on, you know, like murderers um, and, you know, the the people that come here to, and choose to be criminals and um, evil. <laughs> um, how is that relationship like, you know, when we choose to come here did we choose to do that or did they just take a wrong turn and they ended up in that way? Can you explain a little bit about that? So remember soul contracts. Yes. Every lifetime you have a series of soul contracts, multiple, multiple potentialities in a lifetime. Yes. None of them right nor wrong. It's just potentiality, right? Every single soul has been the victim and the perpetrator. Every single soul has had a lifetime where they have been the victim or the murderer, the thief or the one who's been stolen from, the, the one who's been abandoned or the one who's abandoned them, right? you you come in with different scenarios in place for the soul to say okay in this lifetime we have these thousands of options and then it becomes about the choices 
right? It comes about the choices. But each and every soul, we would say that there's uh, only a couple of lineages where there's not been mm, those that have come in and been uh, what you would call the murderers, you know, and those that that would be the Christ lineage and the Rose lineage, which is the lineage of the Magdalene, right? Those but, are pure, 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 clear. Pure. Yeah, Ever, uh, all the other lineages have you know have been experiencing all of the other options and opportunities of being a human upon this existence, right? So each life you live here, you have different options. You have different choices. Yeah, but are those choices made up there before you come? Or yes, yeah, that's right. They are okay. Yes, they are right. But you have to understand that you don't come with just one or two soul contracts. You okay. you have set up thousands of of possibilities before you come to this lifetime. Wow. So then what happens is, is it's like uh, this choice takes you in the direction of that soul contract, right? Or nice. this choice takes you in the direction of that soul contract, right? And at the level of soul and, and spirit, there's, there's not the duality that you live with every day here upon this planet, which is the good and the bad, the holy and the evil, right? It just is experience. It's just potentiality. Why is that still an option to, you know, if we have so many choices up there, why does evil still exist? That's a really quite great question, right? <laughs> so, how do we explain this in a way? Evil is a mindset. Evil is a vibrational frequency that really only exists in duality. Okay. If you are in a different dimension, if you are, you know, in a different planetary system, it wouldn't be right, wrong, good, bad. Right. You know, yeah. that it's what is an opportunity only upon this planet only within this container right in other places you'll have different options and opportunities right but here you are in the dance of duality and that's part of becoming a christ is to be able to let go of duality okay. right and understand that you are source mm. right so having all of these experiences on this planet 
is all part of the all part of the journey, right? To become Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. We can't explain it any yeah. easier yes. than that, you know? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's change the channel. All right. <laughs> All right. I'd love to talk about angel numbers, you know, um, oh my gosh, everyone talks about the frequency and the multiple numbers and what, what are they trying to tell me? Like, why do I always see 333-1111? Is there um, a significance to the numbers, um, to, you know, a, a particular message? Um, and why, why are we seeing these repeating numbers? All right, isn't it wonderful? People are always looking for ways to connect with the divine. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? And so you have created angelic numbers, angel numbers, mm. as a way to connect with the divine. And the angelic realm uses those because they know that they can... <laughs> attention they can excite you that they can uh help you feel close to them yeah. by just flashing some numbers in your direction <laughs> right those numbers however have vibrational frequencies they are they are light codes if you will okay right? and yes indeed uh let's let's take three 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 right mm -hmm. When people say, oh, 333, 11, 11, 11, it generates an emotional response depending on the individual. Yes, yes, it does. Right? Mm -hmm. And so somebody has taken the time to write down all of the meanings of these different numbers, but the important piece of this is your emotional response it's not oh my gosh it means this okay. but it's oh my gosh they're talking to me you're talking to me. <laughs> let me let me take a minute and and see if i can feel what they are saying ah we encourage everyone to get it out of the head and down into the heart right and so this is a way that uh the angelic realm and, and the other realms have, have learned to communicate with you, right? So I love that. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. so if you want to say, well, 333 means this and 111 means this, that's fine. But pay attention to how when you see those multiples how it makes you feel right yes and then open up a conversation oh my gosh i'm seeing 11 11 hey you guys do you have a message for me right right what are other physical ways that angels are communicating with us are there any course uh you'll be driving down the road and you think you see somebody standing on the corner and you look again and it's just a lamppost right you okay 
Uh, out of the corner of your eyes, they're, they are showing themselves to you, right? You feel them in your space, right? People think of uh, ladybugs and butterflies and dragonflies as those uh, go-betweens, you know, the angelic realm and, and the human realm. So for some people, it's a type of flower or a feather or pennies upon the ground that that they're trying to garner your attention. Mm -hmm. So it's so individualized. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is for you, then let that be your truth, right? Mm -hmm. If it's when you see a ladybug, if you think that it's your angels talking to you, if you see a penny on the ground, it's your mom talking to you, whatever it is, mm -hmm. embrace it. They will use it because they okay. know they know that this is what you believe. So they will use that to make connection. Okay. I okay. love that. Thank you. <clears throat> so I wanted to ask about our pets. And it's so um, sweet how prior to uh, Wendy bringing you in, Wendy and I were, she was introducing me to her new cat, mm -hmm. her kitten that she just got. I will say over time, our pets have become such special companions and now honored by the people here on earth. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't like that. Why is it like that now? Why are animals so stinking special? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Animals have always been stinking special, right? <laughs> it's, it's mankind that's evolving. Yes. To understand that, to understand that really there's no there's no separation or, or difference between them and their puppies and their kitties and their cows and their goats and you know uh, that that all animals are sentient beings just like a human is right with souls and and journeys and it really uh speaks to mankind's evolutionary process that they are uh, embracing the animal kingdom more fully. Yeah. Mm. That's very special. And for many people, their animals are their comfort. And their companions, right? Right. Some some people have a hard time with other people. Yes. But they do great with their what they call their fur babies, right? That's right. And so, you know, they will find relationship there. Mm -hmm. Comfort. I love that. How can we communicate with our animals? Much in the same way as, you know, we've talked about uh, connecting with your guidance. Mm -hmm. Right? You ask questions, you listen, feel to receive a response. 
do the same thing to an animal, right? There is a, you know, if you sit and look with an an open heart and ask a question and receive an answer or share a piece of information and you know watch it be received by your your beloved pet right it doesn't have to be what you hear in your ears it's what you hear in your heart what you know inside of you there are those that are very in tune with communicating with animals yes everyone can communicate with animals if you will take the time if you will match vibrational frequency If you will get out of that place of like, well, you know, I'm the big human and that is only a small animal, right? That will get in the way. So you kind of like push that aside. But animals will, will speak to you all the time. Okay. For those that have their beloved animals, you know, they believe that they make facial expressions and and all of that 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 also speaks to something right well this expression means my my baby wants food this expression means they're upset this expression means that they're in pain right you 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 learn the language okay like yeah. you go to a foreign country you learn the language but it means you have to pay attention Yes, yes. Thank you. Indeed. All right. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. Welcome. I would love some Metatron advice (laughs) for the collective today. All right. So do your best, beloved ones, to please take care of your physical bodies. For many, this is going to be a challenging winter season, right? And please take the time to to take salt baths to keep yourself clear. Take the time to sage your home, to to create an environment that is um, open to receive messages and, and guidance, right? nourish yourself eat to live right as opposed to to eating to to die as many do right Mm. and that is that is going to be helpful in bringing you into your your new year right manage your energy and by managing your energy we mean you know when your vibration is low, take time to raise your vibrational frequency. Watch your emotional processes. Find a way to stay as neutral as possible. Right? Mm-hmm. All of these things are important moving forward into the new year. 
right? Mm-hmm. You must be, uh, your body has to be happy and healthy to be able to help you vibrate at the high, higher vibrational frequencies. So it starts here and it works outward, right? Mm-hmm. And we would also like to say, Open the possibilities in your life. And by that we mean, you know, kind of open up your minds, open up your hearts to be able to receive the subtle messages, the subtle energies that are being brought to you all the time. And then allow yourself to respond to what you have received. Mm -hmm. It will make all the difference in the world. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Indeed. And we would wish everyone what is Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and the beautiful holidays Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thank you thank you so much till next time (laughs) namaste namaste Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Where did Wendy go? <laughs> I flew off into some place. <laughs> we talked a little bit about channeling and you know how how it takes place and yeah, yeah, it's 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 fascinating. It's it's a fascinating thing because when when I'm going through the process, it's almost like I could feel myself like being pulled back in a certain way and that Metatron kind of surges forward. Um yeah. and then when it's complete, it's like it's almost like I feel him leave out of the top of my head and then I just kind of move back forward again it's it's fascinating and i think that every channel probably has a different way of of experiencing it so Mm -hmm. sure sure it's beautiful yeah yeah we had a good time (laughs) glad (laughs) thank you so much wendy you're so welcome myra merry christmas merry christmas and we'll see you next month all right looking forward to it bye-bye bye Thank you for listening and subscribing. I want to thank Kate Merriman for her absolutely wonderful review. She wrote, I absolutely love this podcast. I found it a couple months ago accidentally through searching for something completely different and I couldn't be happier that I found it. 
I love learning and reading about past life hypnosis and would love to learn to facilitate them myself one day. So being able to listen to Myra's sessions with her clients has been absolutely amazing and affirming for me. There are truly no other podcasts out there like this one, and I can't express enough how happy I am to have found it. Hypnosis is such a niche interest, and I love seeing creators like Myra share their process. Keep doing what you're doing, Myra. You're the best. You're the best too, Kate. Thank you so much for this lovely review.